Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, a special welcome and shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this is not your first episode and you're coming back every single week, thank you so, so much for being here and letting me know what you love about the show. I get a lot of questions on social media and inside my community. And the last time I did one of these, it was one of my top five episodes. So I wanted to do another episode for you where I answer your questions in detail. We have some questions that I hear quite a bit. Others are very specific, but I thought you might find helpful. So let's dive in. So a punchy recently asked me, I just had my first client ask me a few days ago if he had any jobs come through by social media. I told him and explained that there weren't any yet due to the fact that he had just started and it's his first month. But he told me that if there weren't any jobs, he wants to close the deal and not pay for the next month. Has this ever happened to you? Yes, this is actually very common for new social media managers. And there's a few issues and solutions that I can offer you. So if you're experiencing this, the first thing that you can try to do is set realistic expectations with your clients. Many business owners who are brand new to using social media for their business think it's going to be an immediate return on their investment. They think they're going to go viral, that it's easy, that they're going to see things happening as soon as you start posting. And realistically, that's it doesn't work that way. So have data to show them, use some statistics, do some research on people that are within their industry, their competitors, so that you can compare and show them what's actually happening, what engagement they should be receiving, reach, like all of the things, and then let them know that it typically takes at least 90 days minimum to get any sales or jobs coming from social media. Typically, I see it being about three months to six months before they really start seeing an impact, but it takes a little bit of time to get things rolling. So if you're dealing with that, that could be a good way to handle it. Now, another thing I would mention with this situation is have a contract and this contract I recommend to have at least a three month retainer where they agree to work together for a minimum of three months and then it will auto renew if they don't give you a written notice within a certain time span. But that way they know like, hey, this is an agreement that we're going to stick around with. We're going to stick and see if it works and they're not gonna bail after that first month. Ideally, they'll start to see a little bit of something in the first month. It's not gonna be sales, but it will be more traction 
on their content, on their social media, more traffic to their website. But again, it does take a little while to actually start seeing things. So that can kind of help make them stick with you, stick it out in the interim. And sometimes you just can't meet their expectations and it's not up to you to be able to educate them and teach them that it's not a scarcity mindset that they should be having. Like they have to be patient. They have to wait it out. This is not like the magic pill, the, the, the magic solution. You're not going to be able to wave your magic social media wand and fix everything that's wrong in their business. So it could be a red flag. It could just be social media is not going to save their business, or it could be they don't understand the value of social media or like the realistic way it takes, or it just might not be a, a great client. And all of those things are things that you need to weigh out if you're in this situation. How often should I update my client's content strategy? So I've been managing and growing social media accounts for a few years now, and my client's accounts see a slump every three months or so. What am I doing wrong? How do I get their growth to be linear? My clients want to leave after that three-month slump, and I don't know what to do. This is very common, and I will say that I've been a social media manager for almost five years now, and there is a pattern that I have seen, and it looks a little bit like, kind of like a, the stock market, if you're familiar with that. So there's there's ups, there's downs, and it just it's kind of a zigzag, right? There's not It's not like a linear growth pattern. When you first get access to an account and you're able to grow it, the first couple of months, there is some pretty noticeable growth, but then by the third or fourth month, there's a dip. And now this dip is not as high as what you were seeing in the months prior. It is still usually higher than what you saw before you took the account on. And then we recover from this and then a couple months go by and we're growing and we're growing and then we see another dip. And this is just kind of the pattern that happens when it comes to growing social media accounts. It's not linear. There's going to be ups and downs, but the base rate, the overall growth is, is still increasing. And when a dip happens, it can be a sign that you need to update your strategy again. Some posts do really well. Some don't. You go back to the drawing board. And like I said, every 90 or so days is usually when you need to refresh your strategy, especially if it's organic only. There's new trends. There's new best practices, different contents performing differently, depending on how your target audience is behaving, how the algorithm changes, the season, life events, all of that. Numbers will always fluctuate. So just remember, there's a growth pattern and you need to be able to explain those things to your clients and also expect them yourself. I have found it very helpful to be like, hey client, here's our report this month. Things are going really well, just like last month. So expect next month to be a lower month just because things fluctuate and this is kind of how it works. This is the pattern I see. So that way when I give them a heads up and I follow up with the next month's report, which is likely lower than what is ideal then I'm like we knew this was gonna happen it's okay yada 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 here's why and it just it helps that blow that instinctive where they go things aren't working anymore where they are it's just normal the next one is how do I fire a client that makes my life a nightmare literally spent two hours last night crying in my closet because she wouldn't stop texting me about everything I'm doing wrong If you're in this situation, my heart goes out to you. 
I have fired multiple clients because they either exhibited red flags that I ignored or they revealed them after the contract was signed and the invoice was paid. Was it fun? No, it it sucked. And then looking at my bank account that next month was an extra gut punch. But the relief that my team and I felt after we broke up with them was worth it. And then not too far down the road, if you listen to a few episodes, you'll know we had some pretty amazing clients replace them with no red flags. We're going to take a really quick break from today's episode so that I can tell you exactly how to stop wondering where your next social media management client is because you can just use my list of the 35 best places to get more social media management clients instead. Get the free guide delivered straight to your inbox by going to my website. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now, back to today's episode. While it isn't a fun situation and Nobody wants to have to go through it. Taking on a bad client is a lesson most of us have to learn the hard way, and some of us more than once, myself included. (laughs) Consider it part of your growth journey. Making mistakes is how we learn to be better social media managers and business owners. So if you do need to fire a client, here is what I would do. Sometimes we don't have the luxury to turn these clients down, but when we do, when we can either replace them or just tell them that it won't be a good fit, that's when you're thinking like a smart business owner that has something that's going to last more than a year or two. Usually when a social media manager gets burnt out, they close down their business within the first two years. It's because they start working with clients that are red flag clients and they just get stuck in this really this cycle of negativity and hating what it is that they do because of who it is that they're working with. It is tough, but it's not worth compromising your boundaries, mental health, time with your loved ones, your self-confidence. It can really destroy you and lead to burnout that is chronic, like years and years and years of it. So what I want you to do is to empower yourself to break free from this. And what I want you to do first is give the client a chance to adjust their behavior, which means we're going to have a very polite and professional conversation using we language. So like we noticed that this would be a better, better workflow for us if maybe we did this instead of doing this. You're promoting that you're a collective team with them. This is like a group effort, group project that you're working on and let them know maybe what they could do instead for this behavior. If things improve after this conversation, then the relationship could be salvageable. But if things are still a nightmare or they're not receptive to anything like this, it's time to break up. And during this very professional and very polite chat, I would include things like why you're ending the contract early, professional recommendations for what they can do next or if there's someone else that would be a better fit or if they need to hire like an entire agency to take on all of the things that they're wanting and then information about the next steps like when are you offboarding them what happens with posts in the interim things like that also this is a reminder if you have contracts which i always always recommend using lawyer drafted contracts Include an early termination agreement in your contract just in case this icky situation arises. And if you are in a situation where you can't fire this client yet, do everything you can to find a new client that could replace their income for you 
and then fire them. It, it'll be a little hairy. It'll be difficult to manage all of them at the same time. But that's the only way to really break free of this successfully is to replace that income that you need so that you can get away. Now, I did have a post. Um, I had a reel that I shared that was kind of joking around where you're ending the call with the one client that pays well, but they're the reason you cry every day. And I had a lot of great feedback on Instagram that I wanted to just kind of share with you. And there were so many people who said that they said no to that client. Was it tough? Totally. But I'm glad I chose my sanity. Others said so accurate and happens far too many times. Another one said I'm coming over with a glass because I'm pouring a glass of wine after getting off of the call. Uh, Someone said bring on the tequila. Definitely been there. Too real. Uh, It's the best feeling. They immediately want the invoice sent and they're ready to get started. I think maybe that person didn't totally understand what the joke was uh, because I don't recommend working with someone who wants to make you cry. We all have experienced this a time or two. It helps you learn your worth and where to invest your abilities. I just offboarded a client due to this. My mental health is not worth it. So there's a lot, a lot of it. And I'll link to the post in case you want to browse through there as well so that you can help yourself feel better and know that you're not alone. The next question was, how do you recommend creating content for a client if it's not in person? Trying to get her to create videos for me every week is like pulling teeth. And then she's upset that nothing gets posted on schedule. So what I will say for this is, first off, none of my clients are local to me, which means that content creation is a partnership. And when I onboard them, I make it very clear, like, Are you okay with creating video content if I give you the scripts, if I give you visual examples, if I give you deadlines and you just give me the video that I will then edit on my end? Are you okay with that? Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. And I either decide, okay, that's fine. We can work around this or that's not going to work for me based on what your business is, who you're trying to target. Like that's the kind of content that I feel is going to work best for you. So that's a discussion that you need to have right off the bat. A lot of my clients are fine with me providing them scripts and examples and things like that and getting that content over to me. And if they hate it, then they hate it. And it's either they need to hire someone that's local to them who can film these videos or create these things for them. Or it's going to be one of those things where like you're doing the best that you can. You are the babysitter of this account. You're not the parent. Your client is the parent. They're the one deciding what diet this this baby, you know, they count, I call it the baby, is getting, you know, when they're going to bed every night, like how they're being raised, how much attention they're getting. And then you're coming in and you're taking care of it for a few hours a day. But really, if the parent wants to feed that baby a bunch of sugar and like cookies constantly or neglect the baby or not give them enough sleep, like... There's only so much that you can do as the babysitter. It's not your account and it's it's really on her if she wants to grow well or not by providing you that content that you're asking for. There's ways you can make her life easier and you know get easier videos based on her style and what she's comfortable with, but at the end of the day, you you're working with what content you already have. Um if she gets upset that nothing is getting posted on schedule, maybe deadlines could be helpful here a policy on late deadlines, like I need these videos by this date in order for us to stay on schedule. And if not, it's going to go out late. 
or we we stop with video content and we see what else we can do so that you can stay on schedule. It may not perform as well, and that's a conversation to have with her. But it's going to be having her decide the pros and cons of what she finds most important. What is her priority? Is that a high-performing social account, an account that gets conversions because she's posting on video on schedule? Or is it just easier for her and within her capacity, a better fit for her that we create carousels for her where she doesn't have to be creating video content for us constantly? Or is there a happy medium? Do we maybe have a few videos and then the rest are carousels? So that's a discussion to have with her and to try to really get down to the reason why she's not comfortable creating videos or like why, why it's so difficult. Maybe it's not that she's not comfortable. Maybe it's just she doesn't have time. That's it for today. If you have any friends who are struggling with knowing how to build their social media management business, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you have any questions for me, you can DM me over on Instagram. And if you're not already following the podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts. You can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.